Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves the co-founder of TheLeveragists.com and Divizio.com. That's D-U-V-I-S-I-O.com, the all-new affiliate network for people doing good. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my all-around partner in crime, the co-founder of The Leveragist and Divizio, Jack Humphrey with us. Hello, Jack. Hello. It's almost spring, right? Please. <laughs> it is it is almost spring, except that down here we have had the nastiest weather for a couple of days, you will be pleased to know. We've had thirty miles. Oh good. An hour I'm glad you get a little bit of Fifty mile an hour gusts. And tonight yeah. it's going down to a whopping forty degrees. Oh boy. Yeah, you guys are having to get here, out your that's frigid. Yeah, desperate, absolutely. Desperate times. <laughs> Our poor oranges. I know. I'm glad I don't drink orange juice anymore. It doesn't bother me as much when our oranges get frozen. Well, we have got a so great sad for guest my son. for everyone today. Why don't you tell everybody who is joining us, Jack? We have Glenn Harold, an author, musician, and experienced clinical hypnotherapist who has helped thousands of clients over a wide range of stress related problems. He's combined his hypnotherapy skills with an extensive recording knowledge to produce a uniquely effective series of high-quality hypnosis recordings that have sold over 7 million copies and are well-established as the UK's best-selling self-help audio titles of all time. Glenn, it's a pleasure to have you on Leverage Masters. Nice to meet you, Jack. Well, we'll start you out like we always do every week. What is the Thing. I mean, we we know what you do. We know a little bit about what you do so far. Uh, what, but what right now is the thing that's burning in your belly that gets you out of bed every morning with a smile on your face, ready to go? Um, well, I still absolutely love. I, I love what I do. I, I've got a job that's um, something that's really fulfilling and rewarding. Uh, you know, I make hypnosis recordings for you know stress-related problems, weight issues. Um, you know, and so I've got some more spiritual, spiritually uh, themed recordings, and I've got 80 titles altogether that I've built up over the years, and 
and they sell in great numbers around the world. You know, the, on the on the app store of my biggest app is called Relax and Sleep Well, and it's a free to da- completely free to download, and it's been downloaded over two and a half million times. So yeah, I feel very very lucky to do what I do, and um, so that makes me jump out of bed in the morning with a big smile on my face, especially because every day I get loads of reviews for the recordings and you know 95% of those reviews are really lovely so yeah that that makes me feel really good when I wake up in the morning how important is it to you to get the feedback that you do uh, when someone has experienced something awesome by listening to one of your recordings the work that you do I mean how does that factor into the uh, daily get out of bed and get to work (laughs) situation I imagine it does a lot it, it really does, and that's the beauty of the age we live in because, you know, I can put an app on the App Store and, you know, within a couple of days I'm getting lots of feedback on it. Um, so it's so fantastic to be able to release a product and it goes straight to the end user instantly. And, yeah, I do. I listen a lot to what people's, people uh, feedback to me. Um, and I normally, if I get enough feedback on a certain theme or a, a certain area that I've not covered then I'll look at I'll look at recording something you know to fill that gap in my catalog um so yeah the the interaction with clients and you know obviously with social media it makes it so um so immediate you know I can um you know I've got a a Facebook fan page where I interact with uh, people that follow me uh Twitter I do as well I'm you know posting stuff every day so yeah, I love that. I love the opportunity to connect with people and to hear what they say about my recordings and you know just to continue to um, improve what I do and look for new ways to you know keep it creative. Yeah, so I, I love it. I've, I feel very blessed to be doing what I'm doing. You have a sort of a deep product line. Sounds like around what'd you say, eighty or so titles. <laughs> 80 or so titles. I started making them 20-odd years ago, and uh, the first titles I made were uh, Deep Sleep, Complete Relaxation, uh, Stop Smoking, uh, Lose Weight Now, and Build Your Self-Esteem, because they kind of covered the biggest uh, themes and topics in, in my field. So, But since then, I've... I've you know, added a lot more titles, and um, you know, I've now got titles for overcome procrastination. Um, you know, overcome the fear of flying. Um, you know, and some more spiritually minded recordings like uh, the Sol- the Sonic meditations, which um, are kind of very deep uh, sound meditations with with my voice over the top, and they kind of work on a, a sort of different level. So I've, yeah, really um, developed the art of making recordings over the years. You know, as I, as I say, I started 20 years ago, and I've I've taken it, I've taken it as a bit of an art form. You know, because they have sold so well, it's um, something that I'm, yeah, really passionate about making really creative and fantastic new recordings that will connect with people. Um, so yeah, that, that's it. You know, and I, when I first started making them, my aim was to make recordings that were completely safe, so that people could listen to them in the you know comfort of their own home, and go into a really relaxed uh, state of hypnosis or meditation, and and feel really safe when they're listening to them. But I wanted them to be really effective as well. So 
um, I use certain sound frequencies and um, sounds to really deepen the whole process um, because I'm a musician. Before I became a hypnotherapist, I was a, a performing musician, and so I drew upon my background as a musician to, you know, really make the recording stand out. Nice. You know, I, I have to give you a disclosure. I think I figured out who. Um, finally inspired the two of the guys that I listen to a lot on YouTube, Michael Seeley and Jason Stevenson. And uh, uh-huh. I just found them a couple of years ago and started listening to, you know, either meditation or they do a lot of, it seems like similar things. But now I feel like I've met the person who is probably their inspiration. They're really huge. I mean, they've got like a lot of uh, subscribers and everything. They're full-blown YouTubers. I think you would categorize them as that, and I don't think I'd categorize you as that. Um, although you have a good big YouTube channel, um, yeah. your your products and everything are a lot more well-established. Those guys got on YouTube and got famous for that. So, but right, it's interesting right. to uh, you know, it's interesting the market and how you guys find leverage, how you find leverage in all of. Uh, what you do and using all of the tools at your disposal, picking among the the fact that there's too many tools out there <laughs> for any one person to use, you have to choose what is what's worked best for you, what might work best. How do you test new ways of getting attention for uh, your products? Like, are you pretty well established in the channels that you use and are happy with that, or? Uh, how? What kind of experimentation do you do to reach new audiences? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I've um, I've never really set out with a, a, a sort of marketing plan, if you like. I always, um, since the very beginning, you know, twenty odd years ago, I kind of just uh, put together recordings that I thought would would really connect with people. You know, I think the key thing is you've got to have a product that you believe in and you think is going to uh, make a difference, you know, and connect with people. So mm-hmm. I, that was my first point. And then, you know, once I'd done that, I lit, when I very first started, I used to um, have sell cassettes. You know, this was before CDs really took off, um, be- way before the internet. And I used to drive around to local stores in my area with uh, self-duplicated cassette recordings that I printed myself, and I used to leave them in there on a sale or return deal. And um, and it's when I did that, I would I, I found that they started to sell straight away. So I realised that you know back then in the sort of late 90s in the UK there wasn't too many people doing what I did. So I. Um, yeah, so I, I was. I realised there was a market. There was a huge market out there, and I was right in the right place at the right time, because very few people were making uh, hypnosis and meditation recordings. Um, and so I went to the bank and I borrowed a thousand pounds off the bank to get some nice display stands made. Um, and by the time I'd finished paying that loan back, it was only over three years. Uh, it was uh, yeah, three years. By the time I finished paying it back. I had I was employing five or six people and turning over half a million pounds a year because it, the whole thing just rocketed. I just was in the right place at the right time, got into all the major chain stores in the UK and then started selling them you know, in the US and Australia. And it, it took off. And, um, you know, so fast forward into, you know, the present day, 
I, I got on all of the platforms, all the big platforms like YouTube and Twitter and Facebook fairly early because I could mm-hmm. see the potential there. And I didn't have any marketing plan. I just put my stuff up there, put my profile up, and, you know, I think I've had one and a half million uh, views on YouTube now, uh, you know, 20,000 followers, Twitter, similar on Facebook. And it was all just a very organic process for me. You know, it just kind of um, worked out. And I was, I always used to meditate and, you know, use self-hypnosis to, um, you know, for success and for being in the right place at the right time and for meeting the right people and feeling confident in what I was doing and all that kind of thing. And, you know, I really, I still think that was a major ingredient in, you know, the, the way that my career developed and just had this upward momentum all the time. So yeah, I've been very, very yeah. lucky, um, but it's it's kind of being in the right place at the right time, and uh, that's that's always been that's always happened for me. Well, it's an incredible product pick too. I mean, uh, it probably picked you, but <laughs> it, you can take credit for going into something that never ceases to have demand. I mean, um, mm. if one person might argue that you've reached millions of people. Um, hundreds of thousands, so whatever the number of people that have listened to to all of these years, it would certainly easily be in the millions by now. Uh, yeah. And so, why isn't the world a better place? They could say that, <laughs> but they could also say, you know, it's why do people? Why do you think? I mean, this isn't a leverage question or anything, but for a qualitative kind of analysis here, why do you think? Um, your industry and and so many things are related to what you do. Why is that such yeah. an evergreen thing? Are humans not capable of carrying these learnings, these teachings forward, and continually need mm-hmm. boosts? Or I mean, because I've been doing it for a while, and I still crave finding a good meditation, finding a good um, hypnosis. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and it it doesn't go away. What do you think? That yeah. Is? Well, I think that's a good thing. I think, you know, we're, on, we're all on a path, aren't we? You know, where we're trying to, you know, improve the quality of our life, you know, raise our consciousness, you know, eat better, get fitter, you know, feel better in ourselves. We're, all, we're craving that. You know, everyone wants to feel that, you know, feel good in themselves and feel alive and feel happy. And I think, you know, there is a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion in the world. You know, we're seeing it all the time. You know, there's lots of fear around... Um, and so, you know, in, in a way, because of all that fear, you know, people are looking more within themselves to, to, find, to find happiness. They're going within rather than looking externally for, you know, the material world is never, ever going to fulfill you. You know, the, the ego will continue to seek, um, you know, new material, material gains and, you know, bigger house, bigger car, you know, that... that road can never ever satisfy you and yeah. you know I've, I've been somebody who's gone from being flat broke absolutely skint living in you know absolute hovels when I was younger having no money at all to to being very successful and experiencing the other side of that coin and and it and it's a cliche but it doesn't make you happy you know this you've, you've got to find that fulfillment and contentment within yourself and it does only come from the inside out and you know, a lot of people are discovering that through meditation, through self-hypnosis, you can find happiness and you can raise your consciousness, become more self-aware, 
um, and overcome a lot negative conditioning and, and blocks and things that stop you achieving goals. And, you know, so that, that drives that, that thing of people, you know, constantly looking for uh, new ways to, to achieve those things. And I think, it, I think it's a good thing, you know. So, yeah, the industry is absolutely rocketed. And, you know, when I started, there was not many hypnotherapists in the UK at all. Um, but now there's more hypnotherapists in the UK than any other place in the world, you know, per head. Huh. And it comes about because I, I, I remember, there's a demand I, for I remember it. fondly the day that I uh, was able to find something on uh, online and uh, and then mm. on YouTube. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, because I, I remember, I marked that as the day that I first realized that this isn't something I have to go sit in someone's office to do. And it was pre- previous yeah. to that, always something that I would have to go see someone and make an appointment and mm. go to their office and do. And, and that day forward, that was not true. And it just does yeah. seem, from my much more recent arrival into all of this, from that point has seemingly exploded. <laughs> you know, a yeah, lot more yeah, people, a lot more resources, uh, the democratization of information and everything is is a big thing. It's true. And resources yeah, yeah. and 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 we have a lot of so like so how do you balance um what you put on YouTube or what you put out in on any of your channels as a free way to get to know you? To, to hear your voice is really important mm-hmm. in your industry, uh, very, very important, because yeah. there's, like so there's only so many people I will let into my head through headphones <laughs> to do this work. <laughs> and yeah. if the voice isn't right, right. I, I can't handle it, you know? So yeah, that actually, yeah, totally. I can tell you're one of those guys just by listening to you. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing, isn't it? You know, um, I, I m- the majority of the feedback I get is is great. You know, and people say they love the voice, that kind of thing. But every now and again, I I, I remember getting a re- two reviews one day, and they they popped into my inbox at exactly the same time, and they were for the same title, and one of them said, "This guy's voice is incredible. You know, it, it puts me to sleep every night. It's amazing. It's given me so much confidence." and you know, I couldn't have written a better review if I'd sat down and done it myself. And then the other review for the same title was, this voice is terrible, I can't stand it. And and you think, have, have these two people listened to the same thing, the same recording? Yeah. But they, but they had, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a very subjective process. You know, um, yes. the voice, you, you've got to be able to connect with the voice. And, and so, yeah, the, the nice thing about the way that I sell my products nowadays is that I put out loads of free stuff. Um, you know, on the App Store, I've got the Relax and Sleep World, which is my biggest app, and that's got four free re- meditation and hypnosis tracks in it so that people can listen to. And, and then 80 paid in-apps. So it gives people a really good chance to listen to the free ones and know if they're going to like the, my style and... Um, you know my my particular uh, you know the way that I deliver hypnosis and meditation, and so it, it's perfect. You know it's it's not hard sell. It's very soft sell. Uh, it goes out to people and they can choose to listen to it. And if they like it, they tend to then buy the the in apps. They feel confident buying them. And yeah, it's it's lovely. It's a great way to sell products without you know trying to tell people you're the greatest thing and since sliced bread. You know, they can decide themselves if they like it or not. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, you can. 
and you can get results for people before they have to make any decisions. And then that would just kind of seal the deal, except for the people who, you know, the the one person who couldn't, you know, stand it. And what is the thing? <laughs> You're one of the only people in the world who takes it as a compliment when someone says your voice puts me to sleep straight away. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you, you consider that a great, great compliment. Well, that's great. If that was the goal, oh, of course, man. of that recording. <laughs> you you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe some of the feedback I get. It's crazy, you know. People saying, Gee, "I sleep with you every night," and um, yeah, you know, I've been lis- <laughs> listening to you for ten years. We even had a gentleman that rang our office one day, and he was he was really upset because his wife was listening to me like four or five times a day, and he said, "Well, well, is this normal? Does, do people normally do this?" And we said, "Well, look, we we haven't got any control over." you know how how many times people listen in a day and yeah i think he was quite irate because he was um not seen as much of his wife as he hoped to so yeah we get all kinds of weird and wonderful feedback and um and i do listen to it all i take it all on board and you know when i'm making new recordings i yeah i i, I always hone them i've honed them ever since i started um, so the, first, the recordings that I released 20 years ago don't exist anymore because I've re-recorded them a number of times. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real art form just to keep uh, developing the art of making the recordings because, you know, I, I never want to shortchange people. I want to put stuff out there that's really got value to it and really got quality. Um, and also because it is a very crowded market now because there are so many people doing it, you know, I want to stand out. I want to try and, you know, stand out from the rest. And, um, yeah, th- there's a very good app actually out called Insight Timer. It's not my own app. They actually contacted me um, a while back and said, did I want to submit some of my free recordings to, to their app? And so they've now got literally like three or 4,000 uh, different authors who've all submitted their free apps to them or free recordings. Wow. And it's a fantastic, it's a great concept. I wish I'd thought of it myself because, um, yeah, it's going to be the biggest sort of meditation app out there. And so a year ago I submitted um, three or four recordings and, yeah, since that time I think I've had over 600,000 plays and the top recording there is, is now their fifth, one, one of my recordings is their fifth biggest um, most listened to recording. It's kind of just risen up their charts and... So that that's a fantastic idea because you know people can go on there and they've got you know three thousand different meditations to to choose from, and yeah they you know eventually they find their favourites and they tend to stick with them. So yeah, yeah it's a wonderful way that the yeah yeah you have to you have to connect with the the author and believe they're authentic and you know buy into their uh, style and you know the the content on the recording. Yeah. Well, I know that you're not going to, you, you just don't seem like somebody who sits around and brags about your accomplishments or anything. So I'm going to assign myself as the person to do that today and tell everybody that this, I just downloaded uh, the Sleep Well, Relax and Sleep Well is the title in the uh, in the Google store. Now, this is just in Google apps. Do you have an I, um, iOS app as well? Yeah, that, I mean, that particular app is on iOS, Google, um, even Windows, and Amazon. Well, so on Google, really just on Google, in the Play Store, you have the 100,000 
plus downloads badge. So congratulations for that. Anybody who has, ah. uh, I mean, anybody who's looking around at, at apps, go look and see if they're not just giant game apps or really mass media type um, mass appeal stuff. Uh, but this is yeah. for, for, a, for a niche app. That is a really, really big deal, knowing the app store you know, as well I as I do. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even know about that badge. I, I've never come across that before. So that's on um, Google, is it? Yeah, in the Play Store. In the Play Store under your um, oh. on, your, on your listing, on your listing page, you've got a 100,000 badge. That's pretty impressive. Oh, right, that, I mean, that you know what that means, and but, it, but the audience needs to know that's a big deal. <laughs> like, And that's just yeah. the Google App Store. That's why I brought up iOS and Amazon and everything else, because I don't know what your numbers are there. I was just checking this. Um, I'll say that that particular app is yeah two two and a half million at last count. I need to recount because that was a while ago. So it, it's just had a it's had a life of its own that one. It really has. Well, how much how much did um, I mean how much was that and your personal sweat and toil to get that many downloads and how much of that would you attribute to doing the brilliant leverage tactic that you just described of getting included in somebody's much much bigger channel it was it was quite it was lucky really it was i put it down to luck because when when i first put that recording out there it was about 2010 and it was a very basic app just with one free recording in there it it was before in apps became available and I put it up on the App Store and tweaked the title. I called it Relax and Sleep Well. Um, yeah, just, just made... I thought that was a sort of catchy title and it proved to be. And, um, yeah, it just it just went through the roof straight away. It was getting two or 3,000 downloads at one point um, every day. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was wow. amazing. And... Um, and then what happened? What because it became so successful, then lots of other relax and sleep wells popped up, and so it's kind of a little bit. The, the the waters are a little bit more crowded. You know, it's a little bit muddier, so it doesn't stand out like it once did as the only title of its type, if you like. Um, you know, which is fine. That's one of the sort of uh, things that comes with success when you create success. Lots of people try to emulate you know what you've done right um and you know that that recording yeah i mean just the other day um we had uh the 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 latest um an an actress called naomi harris who's been in james bond and been in some really big films um and she she messaged them she wrote in a magazine that she uses that app to to get to sleep every night um so yeah we've we've had like We've had some major celebrities. Uh, Lindsay Lohan tweeted that she uses Complete Relaxation, which is in that app. Um, so we've had some huge like, A-list celebrities that have come along and just endorsed it out of the blue. You know, not not something I've sought out. They've just tweeted that they like it, and so yeah, it's been it's had a fantastic momentum that just carried it through. And I yeah. I, I did, couldn't have planned any of it. I really couldn't. Well, you could now, uh, in hindsight. <laughs> Maybe that's what the show is all about. You know, we have so many guests on who say similar things. Like, I, it just happened, and it, it was just surreal, and I couldn't believe it when it did. And uh, I couldn't yeah. have made that happen, but, but 
but now that anybody's listened to any of those shows and this one, we kind of have an idea how that we might be able to systematize some of that. Um, I yeah. don't know how you get Naomi or those guys to, uh, you know, the celebrity endorsements. That's really the pinnacle. I mean, when you start getting people to volunteer that this is what I do and this is what I listen to and I love this app or product or whatever, um, yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people don't believe that it's a voluntary thing as much as it's a sort of like a placement. Um, you know, for it to happen yeah. organically is really magical. But if yeah. you had something to do with that, they would have never discovered this had you not taken the steps that you did uh, when you yeah. did. So timing, of course, is a big thing. Um, yeah. You know, you had the perfect timing. I think you you, you set out right away to do it at the exact right time. And, uh, you know, mm. uh, and that's maybe uh, the way to make a system of that is to be aware of trends. So while you weren't looking for you, – you sound like you were answering a call of passion to do something that you wanted to do. But if somebody Definitely. was also trying to figure out how am I going to get my passion to take off because I haven't yet, and what yeah. we, con we continually encourage them to do is to keep your eyes open for the trends that can match up with it. Because mm. you just mentioned some really disparate things. You mentioned a Bond – was it a Bond movie or – uh, what, what was the movie? Yeah, Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris. She's um, she was the Mo Miss Money Penny, and she's the new Money Penny yeah. in Bond. And um, yeah, yeah. I think so, she's been in collateral. So how, how many people would have ever thought that we would have got on today and talked about meditation, hypnosis, and Money Penny? And that yeah, would be a really yeah. actually a good teaser for this episode, just to make people scratch their heads and go, "What? I've got to listen to this. What are they talking about?" <laughs> but but it works. Like. You know, yeah. that kind of thing actually happens if you put all the right pieces in place. And though you didn't sound, you don't sound like you knew you were putting really crucial, important pieces in place on purpose, mm. the mm. end result speaks for itself. You, you did put yeah. some really good things in motion in a certain way that affected this. Otherwise, Naomi or mm. any of them wouldn't have heard it, wouldn't have never seen it to be able to make a, uh, a qualification of whether it was good or not. So that's... Yeah. Uh, all to your benefit, all to your credit, sir. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I think it's just, um, you know, for me, I just had a passion from the beginning for making recordings that were really effective. You know, I, I had a very, very dysfunctional, troubled upbringing when I was a kid. You know, I used to sleep, re sleep rough on the streets when I, from the age of 12. I drank heavily, I smoked, I took drugs. You know, so I was kind of, a, I was a messed up kid and that's, you know, like a lot of people who become therapists, they they is what took me into that world. You know, I wanted to clear the dysfunction, and so when I got into it, and when I found that I had an aptitude for it, I really then developed a passion. You know, for the for the first time in my life, I found something I could be really good at and effective at, and you know, I I was able to clear a lot of my dysfunction, a lot of the conditioned patterns of behaviour that had held me back, and once I'd done that, I was you know, I then was very good at helping other people do the same. And by the time I got to making recordings, I had a lot of experience of doing that. And I'd also had the musical background, uh, which enabled me to make recordings that were, you know, probably a cut above. And and that was the secret. And then, you know, when I got into producing the recordings, like you say, I, 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 was, quite, I was good at spotting trends and spotting new things. So I was... I got onto the App Store quite early on, um, and obviously now you know it's it's become huge. Um, 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that w- that was the sea. You know, I did I did see things coming up before and thought, oh, this would be good to get on this platform. You know, I remember getting onto Audible when they before they'd even uh, started in the UK. They were just a, U- a US company, and you know, I was one of the first ones on there. And um, Audible are the uh, biggest audio book company in the world, and they supply they supply iTunes and uh, with you know audio books and you know I've literally sold millions through Audible over the last 10 years it's been been huge on there so yeah that's the key to it is you know creating a fantastic product you know something you really believe in something you get excited about and then you know putting it out there on as many platforms as you can and you know looking for trends looking for new possibilities and and being creative in the way that you sell your product um, so I think all, a mixture of all of those things have, you know, helped to create the success that I've had. It's really it's uh, maybe worth noting here, and I think maybe from what you've described, you'll back me up on this a little bit. And that is, you seem to be really interested in the product, in the process, in your past experience, and and how it was helping you and. It, it sounds like you were just completely passion-driven, though you may have been very savvy in some of the choices that you made early on with marketing. It sounds like mm. it was all led from passion. It sounds like that was your biggest leverage point from the very get-go. It, it really was because, you know, my, my biggest problem, you know, as I touched on earlier, was that as a, as a kid I was kicked out of school at 15 and I was told I was a failure. I was told I was useless and I had that all through my childhood and and I believed it you know you tell a kid something enough times um, and it, it starts to stick and so for me you know I when I became an adult I didn't exactly set the world on fire to start with and it so when I when I found um, you know when I studied hypnotherapy I did a two-year diploma in my early 30s uh, with the British School of Clinical Hypnosis in London and then, you know, really put, put myself into it, you know, lock, stock and barrel, you know, I was really passionate about what I was doing. And, and when doors started to open up for me, when for the first time in my life I saw opportunities to, to, to create success in my life, it was completely passion driven. You know, it was, it, was like, it was like I'd been held back for so long and then suddenly there was this path in front of me that was opening up. And I just threw myself into it, and you know, I, I never worked harder than you know when I was building my career in the early days, and and I enjoyed it. I loved, you know, I, I never, you know, I'd, I'd hate to be in a job where you watch the clock all, all day. I, I just couldn't imagine what that's like, you know, because when I when I found yeah. what I was supposed to be doing, you know, I I used to work sort of 18 hours a day, six seven days a week, you know, and. And I loved it. I I was never tired or never bored because I loved what I was doing. And I was building something that was helping other people as well. And it was just magic. The whole thing, and the whole thing had a momentum to it. And, you know, I'm at a point now where I live in southern Spain. I moved out to southern Spain um, about 18 months ago. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not as driven as I was. You know, I'm enjoying the fruits of what I've created. And, you know, I... I I love the life, you know, it's been a lovely sunny day today, I've been walking on the beach with my son, 
and I've, I've had a great time. So, yeah, that that's the key. You know, I think especially when you're younger, you know, work hard, create, find your passion, work as hard as you can at it, and yeah, hopefully the rewards come. And when the rewards do come, then enjoy it, enjoy the whole process. You know, because that that's the whole circle of the whole cycle of um, you know having a dream and fulfilling it and enjoying the rewards from it. And if anyone has any trouble with getting clear on those things, I'm sure you have a couple of recordings that might help, right? Yeah, one or two. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew you weren't going to do it, so I I wanted to. We didn't mention at the top of the hour, which was a grave... miscarriage of justice <laughs> which is uh what is your main site and how can everybody learn more about you okay well my my main website is um glenharold.com so that's um glenharold with two n's and two r's.com um and i've yeah i've got that that's my main website i've also got um a facebook fan page uh, a twitter account instagram youtube channel um yeah, and I, I can be found on any one of those places. Um, you know, I have people working for me and replying to a lot of a lot of sort of general uh, messages, but I do also chip in and communicate with people. You know, I still I enjoy doing that. I love it. So yeah, any of those channels well, are, are fine. Okay, so we get. I, I love being able to talk to somebody who is uh, sort of over several stages of. Uh, business success, right? Like, mm. so you can talk from a point of experience, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, that we've been looking back um, for this period of the show, which kind of makes me very curious to to hear what what is on tap. I mean, you've slowed down. You're not as, you know, you, you you gave a very good description of where you are right now, but but you wanted to be on the show you volunteered to be here i want, i'm really curious to know what are your plans for what's next in your business and as what? you you know what do you want to do what kind of a legacy would that uh shape up to to be yeah well i've still I, i'm still really passionate about um you know creating new products and releasing them and i'm in the middle i've got I've actually got two books on the go um I've I've written seven books so far, um, and I've got I, I took a little break. I, I got signed with Orion, who are the biggest publisher in all publisher in in Europe, back in I think it was 2006, and I had to write five books for them. You know, and they, they were that was quite intense because I had deadlines to reach, and it was fairly full on. I also wrote a book for McGraw Hill in the States, and so I wrote. Yeah, I wrote seven books in total, um, and but over the last couple of years, I've had a little bit of, of a break from writing books. But I've just come back to that now. In the last sort of six months, I've I had some ideas that were floating around, and I've got uh, one new book in the pipeline um, that's kind of about uh, you know deeper healing. It's it's a healing book, you know, and it's mm-hmm. about. Um, raising your consciousness and seeing the world through you know through a higher vibration if you like you know through through uh you know clearing conditioning from your childhood clearing patterns of behavior that no longer serve you you know through eating healthily 
you know, super healthy and, and exercising more. Uh, because when you do those things, you naturally raise your vibration. You have more energy and, you know, more creativity. So, yeah, that book is all really focused on, on that area. The other book that I've just come back to in this, this last week is an autobiography that I'd started a number of years ago because I'd been encouraged to do that. Um, because of my background, because my background was so troubled and I was in, you know, a very, very um, downtrodden kid, you know, I was, it was never looked like he was going to do much in life to having the journey I've had it's it's um yeah I've been I've been working on that book in the last couple of days and catching up with that so two books I'm going to release over the next year 18 months um I've also been uh I'm going to be releasing three songs this year because I'm a songwriter as well I love writing songs I've always had a passion for that since I was a young kid and um I've got a song that's on uh, pre-release at the moment, another song that I'm going to be releasing April time, and a third one in June. So, yeah, that's, that's, I'm, I'm basically doing what I love doing now, rather than what I have to do. So, that, yeah. that's the beauty of the position I'm in. So, yeah, I, I love that. It I love sounds that. like it's been, your, it's, it's been a position in some sense from, from at least the beginning of when you got started when you when it sounds like you figured out what you wanted to do like some it was yeah. it's because you have been having fun this whole time right and yeah yeah it's been a fun journey you know i mean maybe there was some work and everything involved but i i i tried to you know work with clients and 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 let them you know remind them when i need to <laughs> or it feels that i need to that this is some of the fun i mean i bet you look back even yeah. on some of the harder times with fond memories because you were on your yeah. way, you were on the journey, and when you were on the path, some really cool stuff was probably happening at that time too. In amidst the yeah. the trials and tribulations that you had to go through to build up. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and that's the thing. I think I think the key thing to remember is, and I had this conversation with my my oldest son the other day because he's he's trying to find his way in the world, you know, and I, I give him lots of encouragement and support, but he's still got to do it for himself. Mm-hmm. And you know the the thing is, from you know my my thing, one of the key elements that has got me to where I am is that I would have ten ten failures, you know, and I'd be you know feeling terrible in myself, you know, because I'd been you know fallen down on my face again, you know. But I always had that ability within me to get up and try something else, try something new, and. You know, although I said, uh, you know, told you about my story earlier, and it it probably seems quite sort of glamorous now, but I did have I did have failures on there. On the road, there were things that didn't work out, and I did try things that you know turned to stone. But I I was always good at sort of bouncing back and getting finding a way around it, and to you know do something that find something that did work. And so I'd never let off. I'd never let. Um, myself get too down for too long when I had failures. Well, can I, can and, I ask you about yeah, that sorry. particular thing? <laughs> yeah. Some people me. are bouncier than others. I mean, if we're all balls, some balls bounce a lot higher when you drop them on the floor than others. What makes you so yeah. bouncy? What, that's a secret that we try to find in everybody that we talk to when this comes up. I mean, what makes yeah. you, well, you could use the word resilient or, or bouncy. What, why mm. is that driving you? 
the way it is, and you've worked with lots and lots of people, and you've seen lots and lots of people not be so bouncy. Yeah. And things really take the yeah. air out of them that did take the air out of you, but you got right back up. What is that about you? I, I think, um, you know, for me personally, because I had very little support when I was growing up, I, I had to do things on my own. I had to learn to be independent from a very young age. You know, if you if you sleep out on the streets, especially in England, where it's freezing most of the time, mm. you know, as a kid, you you I developed a resilience from that. And so a lot, I think it was in me. I think it was in me anyway. But I think having that kind of childhood made me very resilient and quite tough in a lot of ways. So that you know, in in my adult life, when things did, you know, things went wrong, I could deal with it. You know, I could, I, I learned how to deal with failure and hardship when I was young. So, it never really troubled me too much when I was older. I'd always bounce back quick. But to, mm. to give you a slightly different angle, my my older son, as I mentioned earlier, he's got the same drive and ambition that I've got, but he's had a much more balanced upbringing. You know, I made sure that I didn't he didn't have any of the hardships that I had. So he had a much more cushioned upbringing and supportive. You know, myself and his mother were were very supportive, you know, to him. And his challenge now is that he finds, sometimes when he hits adversity, he can find it hard because he never had a lot of that. You know, and it's in his adult life, he's had to learn to deal with it. Whereas, whereas I had to learn to deal with it in my childhood, He's having to learn now, and, and we, we've talked about this recently, and and it's something that he's kind of that this is his challenge. So that when he's had failures in his adult life, he kind of he does struggle with it. He struggled with it a bit, but he's the drive in him is coming coming out, and he's learning to get round that now and to to bounce back. You know, have that bounceability as you said. But it's only kind of that it's now it's come into his conscious awareness why he. Um, would find failure so difficult. Now he understands that uh, makeup within himself. He's able to do something about it, and you know. And I know that you know his things are going to turn good for him. Do you think that the key to happiness and success could just be to allow yourself to be miserable when it's miserable, and not to be in that situation where it's a difficult situation or a um, yeah, just a really bad, difficult yeah. situation to run from it at the moment and not fully just go, okay, I'm miserable. And yeah. so I'm yeah. going to let it in, I'm going to feel it. I don't think you can be happy unless you know what the difference is. Yeah, definitely. You've got It's the yin and the yang, isn't it? The um, You know, life is like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's full of ups and downs and highs and lows for everyone. Um, Seems to be a and I think, built that yeah. way. <laughs> It does, you know, I don't know anyone who's experiencing permanent happiness, you know. It's it's an unrealistic state to think you're going to achieve that because, you know, there are so many challenges in, in the world. You know, the world is in, in quite a lot of chaos and turmoil. If you if you watch the news every night, it's it's very bleak and very dark. And we are, you know, journeying, we're journeying through this world and trying to make the best of it and do do everything we can to, um, you know, to find an equilibrium and, you know, to find happiness. So I think, yeah, just you've got to learn to roll with the ups and downs. 
and to be resilient, to find that resilience and you know, but I think the key to that, the the real key to that is, you know, going within yourself and, you know, it may sound a bit cliched, but finding, finding love and compassion in yourself and being in that state, if you can find that and a feeling of gratitude every single day, you'll find that life is a little bit smoother and it's the, the ups and downs are not so extreme. Um, well, so, well, then that yes. would be what I yeah. would consider a happy person, right? Somebody who is on the aggregate, if you, if you charted yeah. it, and you've got the ups and downs and you draw a line directly in the middle of all of them uh, in yeah. an upward scale, then, you know, I think when somebody says, yes, I'm, are you a happy person? Yes. And when they answer that, what yeah. I picture is somebody who can deal with the ups and downs and come out on top. Just generally, yeah. they, they recognize a down is just the opposite of what's about to happen, which is up, and yeah. they're cool with it. They can handle it. And uh, I was just writing, getting ready to uh, write an article along these lines on my uh, Thrive Global Challenge, where I kind of dabble yeah. in, in these things and trying to do my part to raise the, the vibration of the planet and, and people, thinking more positive thoughts and having meditation be a central focus in their life and things from a completely yeah. amateur radio kind of stance. I have no credentials, <laughs> but it's an interest <laughs> of mine, and I want to I, I continue to develop that stuff because you get ideas when you start to meditate more, when you start to be on that scale of mm. happiness that, you know, that line where it's like, you know, I had a bad day yesterday. I literally did. It wasn't my favorite day of my life. Uh, but, yeah. but I could have said then, and I can say today, that I'm a happy person because I knew today yeah. was coming. I knew I was going to get to talk yeah. to you. I knew I had a lot of questions <laughs> I wanted to ask you, and you've been answering them for my own personal. Yeah. I hope that everybody else is getting something out of this, but I sure am. And, uh, yeah. and, yeah, you can say that you are, you know, I think a lot of people have that mistaken belief that there's people out there, yogis and Buddhas and people who are, are just constantly bouncing off the walls happy. And mm. I think that affects people's businesses. Because a lot mm. of people look at other business owners in the same way. They think someone like you, with the numbers that we've talked about today and the success and everything else, well, somebody probably mm. think, well, could think, well, I'll never have a business like that. He just, he's, mm. you know, there's something. And so whether you're comparing happiness or business success or success mm. at anything in life, I think a lot of people mm. do a lot more comparing than they do. And that's looking outside. Like you said, they should be looking inside. Absolutely, um, and I think one of the best way, best things you can do to start your day is to wake up with a feeling of gratitude. And you know, even if you just before you become fully awake, so you're in that hypnopompic state, you call it, in between fully waking up and being asleep, you can do a little thing where you just project out a feeling of gratitude for, you know, for the day ahead, for the fact that you're. You know, you're living, you're breathing, you're, you know, you've got, if you've got good health, you know, focus on the things that you've got in your life and, you know, the people that love you, the people that you love, um, you know, they're, they're real blessings in your life. And if you start the day with that, if you start the day with a big feeling of gratitude, then, you know, it, it's surprising how much better your day will be because you're, you know, you've created that state and that, that vibration. So that's a, yeah, that's a really good one. 
you'll run into people who didn't wake up that way that day, and they will yeah. uh, have a much worse day than you, even if they are the one cutting you off in traffic. You may think that's yeah. bad for you, but what the heck kind of the day is somebody having to be driving that way or being rude or, or whatever? It took me yeah, many yeah. years to come to the conclusion that I don't, I don't feel sorry for them pity-wise or anything like that, but I, I understand that they're probably going through something worse than me. And uh, yeah. I think that when you wake up that way, it makes you bouncier. So, like, a lot of people on this show for sure have heard gratitude is a good thing to do and wake up and be, you know, start your day off right and everything else. But to connect the dots to the more profound thing that I think we discovered today with you here is that it makes us bouncier. So that when that person yeah. who isn't having a good day makes that decision to do something rude to you or whatever, you bounce. And it's yeah, yeah. it's okay. And if you woke up the other way, you might engage with that person, and you yeah. know, do a little road rage thing or do something other detrimental to your insides and have no effect on the outside world like you That's imagine it. it would. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean I, we, we talk we, a lot we, about this stuff, and people might try to figure out why. And I always relate it back to business. So I mean, everybody who's tuned into the show every week says. I'm here. I want to learn more about leverage, how I can use leverage in my business and everything else. And, and I continually draw a line under this point, which is the stuff that we are just talking about is a huge leverage point in business. Mm. I mean, mm. if anybody hasn't connected the dots yet that this is the way you believe with mm. also how your business is done and it continues to grow, then they're making mm. a mistake because I think mm. it has a lot, if not the majority, to do with how you are where you are today in the state that you are in, not just in the business success, but the state overall, which is what mm. we all want to be. We don't just want to be successful in business and miserable everywhere else. We want to have the balance that it appears that you have in your life in, yeah. in, in a, yeah, yeah. a well-rounded sense. That That's the key. That's a really important point, isn't it? Because, you know, I, I've got a close family member who's a, who's a multimillionaire, but is is... Has has invested so much in just material acquisition that they're not they're not happy they're not they're not content and they're very you know they've got lots of business problems there's lots of um, you know lawsuits flying around and that kind of thing and um, yeah you know if you invest too much in just the material then you know that's that's very one dimensional and it, I found you know my journey has been about I wanted to be successful. That was really important for me. You know, I wanted to prove my teachers wrong. You know, I was running on, I was running on a bit of that uh, motivation for a long time. Mm. But I also wanted to do it in the right way. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, crap on anyone or put anyone down or, you know, I wanted to be kind and compassionate as I kind of climbed the ladder. I wanted to have a positive impact on everyone that worked for me, everyone that was around me. And, you know, and by and large, I've done that. And I'm, I'm most pleased about the way that I've, I've done, done what I've done it, because it's not just about making money. You know, I'd, I'd rather make a million, you know, being kind and compassionate and than make a hundred million, you know, being a tyrant. Because um, it, you enjoy it. You get to enjoy the fruits of your success so much more when you've been on that journey and you've, You've looked after people, and you know, give give them back what's come come to you. If you've created abundance in your life, 
there's nothing nicer than sharing that abundance you know spreading it around and yeah. you know I love that I love that it's the most rewarding part of creating success well that leads me to my last question today uh, which is uh, how do you how do you feel first of all what what do you do in the spreading it around thing well, a lot of times when we are or every week when we're consulting a new um, motivation to profit member on our hug seats we um, we talk about the third prong in business outside of which most people didn't know there were two or three <laughs> and there were just two but the third one is doing good in the world what kinds yeah. of things do you feel you could talk about this from the point of your legacy that you you, you yeah. plan to leave with the recordings and all the good that you've done there or organizations that you've started or help support you can yeah. go anywhere you really want with this, but I wanted to show people, because I sense that it's there. I don't know what it is, but mm. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. that it is. And just tell us a little bit about your vision for good in the world and how you and your business and everything is interwoven with that. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I tend to be a bit random with, with things like, you know, helping others. I mean, I'll tell you a story now that I've not told anyone, actually. And that was when I was in, uh, I went back to England over Christmas. And um, I was, you know, it's very, it's cold in England at that time of year. It's really cold. And I was walking along the street one day and I, I got taught there was a guy sleeping on the street. And um, I just started talking to him. You know, I was, I've just, um, I had a bit of time and I got chatting to him and, and he also had a, his arm in a sling, and he told me that uh, he'd he'd saved up a deposit to get um, to get into a flat, and um, and somebody had mugged him, taken his money off, broken his arm, and he was back on the streets. Mm. And um, I really, I just, you know, I I don't know. I I, I felt this guy was telling the truth. It, it resonated with me, so I pulled out. I had a wad of notes in my pocket, and it was about five hundred pounds. And I just gave it to him, and um, and he, he he was quite shocked because I don't think he got that he'd been given that kind of money before. And, yeah. Um, and it was it was a totally spontaneous thing, you know. I I felt really sorry for this guy, and I thought, well, if that money, I said, well, hopefully that will get your your deposit back, and you can get into a flat and start again, you know. And um, so yeah, that that kind of thing, you know, that's that was a random thing I did, and. I've done little things like that before when I've felt, but I just feel like you know, give of yourself, whatever way you do it. Whether you give, you know, a pound to somebody on the street, or you buy them food, or you feed the homeless. And my my son, my son, who's he's got no money himself. You know, I mean, I help him, but he will he will go to um, homeless shelters and he'll go out on the streets and he'll feed the homeless. And that's the that's the thing that I'm most proud of my son about. You know, it's not not yeah. anything he's achieve materialistically it's the fact that he's got that big heart he's a kind such a kind kid um and yeah i you know i love i love doing that i love giving you know the more generous you are the more that comes back to you it's a it's a law the law of attraction you know when you're generous and kind and you're big-hearted you'll find that pe- you'll meet people who are uh, uh, the same that will come back into your life and you know you don't have to give big sums of money to people on the street that was just you know something random that I did, but you know you could. There's many ways you can be kind, and if if you make a point of doing something every day that helps someone else, you know you'll start to 
have this lighter feeling about yourself. And, and I was trying to pull out, I, I heard a really fantastic quote that I was trying to pull out and I've just found it. It's, it's um, by the uh, philosopher Plato. He's quoted as, as saying this and it's, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Which I think, if, you, yeah. if that stays in your head, if that stays in your head all the time, that's just a brilliant thing, you know. Because, like you said, you know, you sometimes meet people that are angry and wound up and, you know, aggressive, and, you know, I tend to, f- I find that when I go back to England, I find a lot of that. I don't find it so much in Spain. People are a bit more laid back here, but, you know, when when you come across people like that, you know, they're they're having tough times. You know, they're they're wound up because, you know, life is not it's not swinging for them you know so yeah you know be be kind to everyone even people who are angry you know the great sort of masters like gandhi they they knew to do that you know they'd they stayed they stayed in their own strength and their own power of love kindness compassion because they knew that was the ultimate power that's the ultimate strength and um you know it's yeah it's easy to get pulled out of that but if if you kind of make that a point and make it a mantra in your life 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 does work you know and those ups and downs are much easier Glenn thank you so much for being here today I knew this was going to be great uh, you can find out more about Glenn Harold and get into his uh, sphere of influence at glennherald.com that's double n double r glennherald.com and uh, download his app and I'm sure a lot more people are going to be sleeping with you tonight Glenn than there were <laughs> well, not a lot more, but our readers will be, sir. Our listeners will be. So thank you so much for being here today. Okay, Jack, it's been really great to speak to you. Thank you so Gina, much, back to you. Great, great job as always, Jack. And we'll oh, be back same time, you. same place next week, everybody. Have a fantastic week. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackfoot page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.